Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. This day that the world calls Christmas Eve. This day that is the day before America calls it in its commercialism state Christmas. But those of us who know Jesus, hmm, celebrate it as the day of Jesus' birth. My, 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 my. That's a message all by itself. I'm going to turn the program over to Minister Sylvia so that she can pray for us and with us. Because uh, this is truly a day that the Lord has made. Minister Sylvia, are you ready? Yes. Father God, we thank you for today, O oh Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to lay at your feet. We thank you for the opportunity to come before you in the presence of your holiness. God, we thank you for giving us the chance to just ask you to forgive us of our sins. We thank you for the opportunity to just thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to say, Lord, how much we love you, how much we adore you, how much we need you. Father God, we just ask you to cover each and every house, each and every vehicle, each and every family on today, oh God. For everyone that's waking up with a desire in their heart, God, let their hearts be filled with love of you, oh Lord, God. Let their hearts be filled knowing that it's not about what you don't have, but the fact that you still have breath in your body, that God still has given you a chance to come before him to repent, still giving you a chance to come before him and ask him to be your Lord and Savior. Father God, when we don't know what to pray, when we don't know how to pray, we could just lay at your feet and just say, help me, Lord. God, we thank you for knowing that this is a season that the world has put aside to celebrate you. As the woman of God said, even though they commercialize it, but God, we put it aside to celebrate you, to love on one another and tell each other about the goodness of the Lord and tell each other about what the birth of Christ really means. How you died. You came to this earth willingly. How you died for our sins, that we may have a chance to have eternal life. But God, Father, we say we thank you. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. If we had 10,000 hands, we couldn't praise you enough. If we had 10,000 feet, we couldn't dance and shout enough. But, God, we just want to say thank you. God, every chance we get, we should say thank you. Every chance we get, we should praise you. Every chance we get, we should honor you. Every chance we get, we should give you all the glory. God, we just want to say thank you for allowing us to see another season of celebration of you, oh God. Not because of what I'm getting. Not because of what I'm giving. But God, because you made it possible for me to be here to see another day. God, I thank you for continuing to heal my family. I thank you for continuing to be a 
me. Father God, I thank you for continuing to be Father God in our lives. For God, whatever the enemy means for evil all the day, God, turn around for your good. God, we ask you to put an axe at the root. Keep all family members, all loved ones, everybody's loved ones and family members, keep them on the altar on today. God, we keep them on the altar of today, God, asking you to give us traveling mercies, asking you to cover our going out, coming in. God, we just want today to be a blessing as we enjoy one another, as we go and eat and we prepare our food, God. Keep our army with danger and death away. Cover our vehicles, God, while we're traveling. Keep a hedge around us, oh God. No flat, no blowouts, no drive-bys, no drive-up-ons, no pull-ups, no carjacking. God, no nothing that can go wrong. Take us to, take us through, and take us back. God, we just ask you to let everyone that have ears on today hear what the woman of God is sharing with us. And those that have a heart, let them receive what the woman of God is sharing with us. And those that have a mind, let them meditate on what the woman of God is sharing with us. Oh, God, we come before you again asking you to deliver us, to forgive us for every sin, oh, God. We trust that you have. We trust that you will. We trust that you will heal each and every one of us whole heart, whole desire of healing, oh, God. We trust that it's done 100%. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For those of you who are in the um, Chicago area, if you have an opportunity to swing by where Pastor Troy is preaching, I ask you to um, do that so that um, you can hear whatever the Lord is saying through him today. Um it was amazing. I was actually trying to uh, make sure that I was on blog talk and um, to see if I needed to be prepared to go onto Facebook um, and live because we've been having issues uh, with our blog talk. And so when I was in prayer, early this morning, because, see, I don't wake up at the last minute to do what God has given me to do. I get up, and I um, ask God to prepare me. I ask him to um, anoint me. I ask him to uh, lead and guide me. And so I was actually talking to God because I wanted to know what's going on um, Last week on Sunday, we, you know, had warfare just to get on the air. And um, Minister Sylvia, for a couple of her broadcasts, wasn't able to, you know, broadcast on blog talk. And so I asked God, I said, "Um, what's going on? I mean, do you want me to switch off blog talk? Um, I mean, God, what's going on? And I promise, I felt that I heard God say, if you knew 
your value, mm. your soul-winning value. You would do what you've been doing. And I said, what's that, God? He said, expect and expecting the warfare. Because if you wasn't doing what I wanted you to do for the kingdom, why would the enemy come against you? He said, I'm not saying that every time something goes wrong, it's him. He said, sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's me saying, don't don't give me your last minute everything. Be up and be prepared to minister to my people. You told me yes. I said, God, you're right. You're right. So on last week, although I was up early, I have to admit I didn't pray and ask God the various things that I know I need to ask him before coming to minister before his people. And so um, there was a lot of distractions and things of that sort. I wasn't prepared. See, I'm going to tell on myself to minister to his people because, see, I had already uh, sought him, you know, the week before, the day before, because sometimes God gives me his word weeks in advance, days in advance, uh, hours in advance. And so since I already had it, I was doing last-minute things, you know, to get this or that prepared. Um, And sometimes I've been getting my last-minute naps in. I mean, just different things. Instead of being prepared to minister to his people, to pray for his people, to... um, just do whatever he's called me to do. And I realized this is me. I ain't talking about nobody else. This is me. When I was going to work in the building, I had to get up and, and bathe and prepare myself and, and make sure the car was warm and, and uh, or cool or whatever. I had to do a preparation to go into the building to work. Okay. So what happened to me doing a preparation for me going into the presence of God to do his work? Like I said, it's personal. It's personal. If God had given me a name for the this morning, it would be a man or woman that know their true God-given value, they can be a blessing or a curse. Mm, my God. On December 21st, um, I posted a prayer. It says, Father God, thank you for exposing, decoding, annihilating, and destroying the tactics and strategies of the devil. He has crept in and deceived the very elect and others. Additionally, Father, thank you for repairing, healing, and restoring those that wholeheartedly repented. Thank you, Father God, 
that this enemy that they see, that I see today, will not return, and I will not return to my vomit as a dog returns. And I'm going to change it up a little bit more. And I will no longer see this enemy again or be seen in the very appearance that I'm entertaining that evil one again. But I will live to give you, Father God, all the glory and all the praise as I fulfill my God-given purpose and destiny for your glory and your glory alone, Father God, in Jesus' name. And then I posted Jude 1, 4 through 10. It says, For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, mm-hmm, it's not saying we didn't know, the word of God said, Though we once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he had reserved an everlasting change under darkness into the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. And I want you to hear this next uh, few words. And the cities about them in a like manner. So it wasn't just Sodom and Gomorrah, but it was the cities about them that surrounded them in a like manner, gave themselves over to fornication going after strange flesh, are yet set forth of an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, as these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignity, yet Michael, the archangel, when contended with the devil, he disputed about the very body of Moses does not bring against him a railing accusation, but says, the Lord rebuke thee. But these evil, these speak evil of those things in which they know not, but what they know naturally as beauty beast in those things they corrupt themselves. Isn't it amazing how we forget that Noah's ark was prepared because of the rejection of God? Isn't it amazing how we have forgotten about Sodom and Gomorrah and how they were destroyed because of their rejection of God? Isn't it amazing how we can look through the word 
see how so many have been destroyed because of their rejection of God. Again, a man or woman that know their true God-given value can be a blessing or a curse. Knowing your true God-given value can be a blessing or a curse. Knowing your true God-given value can be a blessing and or a very dangerous thing. Mm, 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 mm. Value, what does that mean? To some people, it's just about the monetary value of worth. To some people, it's about the fair return uh, that was exchanged or equivalent for the goods or the services that you rendered. For some, it's about the, the utility value. For some, it's about the price of a baseball from a, a famous person. For some people, it's just the human value that W.H. Jones talks about. For others, value is about the quantity, the numerical quantity, the calculation, the measurement. For me, it was about the systolic and the diastolic blood pressure when I was 200 over 100 and something. Mm, The numerical value showed me the dangers that I had just crept into, my God. Some people, it's about the relative duration of a note, you know, a musical note. Some people, it's about the value of light versus dark. Others' value is about the rate, the prize, the esteem, how the scale or the general work For some people, it's about if something's inexpensive or expensive, or if there's an alternate value or the economic increase or downturn. Some people, it's about if they're appreciated or cherished or loved. Some people, it's about the stock, the value of the stock, the value of their real estate, the value of their currency that they're using at the time. Mm-hmm. The value of their home, the value of the dollar, the value of their property, the value of the things that they advertise, the value of their good education. First Timothy 4 and 8 says, For bodily exercise has some value, but godliness has value in all things, having the promise of life which is now, and that which is to come. Mm, Let's read that again. The bodily exercise has some value, but godliness has value in all things, promise of life, which is now, and of that which is to come. Did you know that? Did you know that godliness is valuable in all things? Colossians 2 and 23 says, which things indeed appear like wisdom and self-imposed worship and humility and severity to the body, but aren't of any value 
against the indulgence of the flesh. Mm. When we take wisdom and allow it to become self-worship, because of our indulgence of our flesh, how many have seen more people of God, I'm not talking about the unsaved, talking about their haters more than the word of God? How many people have seen people, I'll just say on Facebook, showing off their, whether it's their, 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 their bodily parts, but nothing in modesty according to the word of God. They're not lining up with the word of God. They're using the things that God has blessed them with, like a shape or whatever, to indulge. Well, I'm here to tell you. When we went to the um, movies the other day, me and my uh, blood sister and our um, sister that we have actually uh, brought into our family due to her relationship with my two sisters, and then I'm here to tell you, the value of that man playing Aquaman, I had to repent. Because I wasn't just there because it was a good movie I was also there because he's a fine man And as my sister, Minister Sylvia, says all the time I might be older, but I'm not dead So in that case, the value of the movie Was not just because It was a good movie. It was also because the man in the movie was very attractive. So the value to us was good, although everybody else had uh, given the movie a pretty sad rating. But the movie was good. But even if they were just going to see what we were calling Mimosa, or they were going to see the movie because of them being Marvel fanatics, Whatever it was, we gave the movie more value than the critics. Because not only because of, as the people in the world would say, because of the eye candy, but because he's a good actor and it was a good movie. There was some scenes in there, though, that I was like, mm, that was some okay acting. But I'm here to tell you, we put more value on that movie than the critics. Getting back to the word of God, 12 and 7. But the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Therefore, don't be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. See, we gave the man more value than the critics. We've given each other and spending time with one another to go to the movies more value than many siblings. Some siblings, they just don't really like to spend time with one another. They take it for granted that the other one is going to always be there. Well, we went to a homegoing service where the man of God preached and he preached and he preached and he said, let it go. 
And from that message, it pricked the heart of the sinners and the saints, so much so that one of the sinners came and said, i got to get to my sister. She had realized that she wasn't valuing her sister the way she needed to. And so ever since that sermon and that day, her and her sister's relationship has been restored because she came to herself. She realized that her value, like the very hairs on our head, were worth more than the birds and the trees. Matthew 6 and 26. See the birds of the sky that they don't sow, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you of much more value than they? Everyone that's listening to this word on today, I ask you that question. Aren't you of much more value than they? The birds that God feeds, the trees that he plants and waters or allows us to plant and water. Aren't you much more valuable than they are? Matthew 10 and 31. Therefore, don't be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Not only did he ask the question in Matthew 6 and 26, aren't you of much more value than they? Four chapters later in Matthew 10 and 31, he says, therefore, don't be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. He not only answered the question, he asked the question, and now he wants you to answer that question. Matthew 12 and 12. Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath day. So not only did God tell us that we were more valuable than the birds, he let us know that we're more valuable than the sheep. And isn't it amazing how Jesus is called the Lamb of God because he's priceless. And when we know that the branch and the vine is connected. When we know that through the Lamb of God that we have access to the Father, we understand that our value is more valuable than silver and gold. You know why? because of our connection to the Father and our restoration to the Father through the Lamb of God. 
Do you even see the connection? That in Matthew, God said, how much more value then is a man than a sheep? God created us with his very hands. He breathed breath into us. He said it was good. And then he called his son, his sacrificial son, the Lamb of God. Mm. Oh, that's such another message. The Lamb and the sheep. Even in the Word of God, he talks about how there was one sheep, and he went for that one sheep to save him. Are you that one sheep? I am. I thank God that although this world wants us to think that we're not worth anything, that we're empty, we're worthless, we're only valuable when they can use us, when they as people say can pimp our gifts, when they can uh, misuse and abuse you, or um, take your gifts and use it to make money off of. But see, God wants you to know that your value began when the Creator made you with His own hand and His own image back in Genesis. God wants you to know that when he said he'd never leave you nor forsake you, it was because he cherishes your very existence, which he's created you to worship him in spirit and in truth, to fellowship with him. He ain't asked the the, the, the bugs and, 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 and the trees to do it because he said that even the very rock requires him. But if you look from Genesis to Revelation, it's mostly about us and his son and the Holy Spirit. That's how valuable we are to him. God in Jeremiah 29 and 11 wants us to know that his very thoughts are towards us and they're wonderful that he has great plans for our life, for your life. That's how valuable we are to him. He wants us to know, even in Jeremiah, how he loves us so much that it's immeasurable, it's it's infinite, it's relentless. He wants us to know in Romans how his love for us is so intense that he allowed his son to die in the very place that we were supposed to have died in. And it was before we had even repented. My, 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 my. God wants us to know that the very price he has for us was the blood of Jesus that redeemed the world. And it's the highest price that any man or woman or God could ever have given. But he gave his only begotten son because he loved us. 
He calls us precious, his precious children, even in First John. He said that we were part of the magnificent plans of God, that we have a future with him, that we can reign with him. That's how valuable and important we are to him. He calls us his ambassadors, his great love, and he pours and shares his great love upon us and others. That's how valuable we are to God. He cherishes us like a treasure. That's how valuable we are to God. My, 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 my. About 22 hours ago, the God of, A- of Isaac, Abram, and Isaiah, and of Minister Sylvia, and of Cecilia, and of our, our parents, allowed me to write the declaration that God had given me in a gratitude where I said, Thank you, Father God, for teaching me my value outside of the boardroom in the conference room. And it says more, but I'm going to go over them one by one. Many of us, people have taken our gifts and used them, whether it was with the unions or with uh, our workers or with our businesses, because they saw your talent. They didn't give you credit for it. But they took the very things that you had said and, and used to make their company or their um, evaluations or their performance so great. It was all about them, not about you. But see, it's not like that with God. He takes our talent to give him all the glory and all the praise, but he lets our gifts make room for us, whether it's money or talent. Because if you don't know anything else, know that your talents are what the money is made from, are made off of. More valuable than what you could do in the bedroom. God tells us to, you know, to be fruitful and multiply. The value of men and women in the bedroom is so valuable that the enemy has perverted it into prostitution and human trafficking. Oh, God, I get on on our feet, get on a moroshe. Haya rabasaya, trosate, mananasi andorobasa. The sexual perversion of people in high places manipulating people that need to make it to here to there, and they manipulate them. My God. For their own pleasure. It talks about our value in the classroom. Some of us have uh, associate's degrees, bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, doctoral degrees, multiple degrees. Some of us have tutored people in math and, and, and biology and, and various things. Some of us have tutored people in things of the streets. We've tutored people of things of family historical uh, 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 values. We've tutored people 
and the various organizations that we uh, belong to. We were sharing our knowledge with others. We were sharing the lessons learned with others. But sometimes some people have taken that and taken credit for everything that we've shared with them. Because, see, that's how the enemy does. He perverts our values outside of the gifting of God, outside of people's opinions. Everybody has an opinion. Lately, people have been talking about this or that, that person doing this or doing that, or this being rumored that they do this or do that. God told me, I didn't say nobody else. He said, but Cecilia, if somebody calls you or writes you and asks you about your opinion, I want to tell you their opinion of this person or that person. What do you do? I said, God, I remember my value outside of the boardroom, outside of the bedroom, outside of the classroom, outside of people's opinions. And I don't want to hear what they have to say. Neither do I want to tell them my opinion. But, God, you've empowered me outside of the bedroom, outside of the boardroom, outside of the conference room, outside of the classroom, outside of my very opinion, but it empowered me in prayer and intercession. And in the room that I lay before you prostrate, yielded to you, submitted to you, for my God-given purpose of prayer and intercession. That's my response. Let's pray, people. Let's pray. Pray about the issues we're having with blog talk. Pray about the issues that we're having with racism. Prayer is what allowed the lynch mandate to be put in place. Although Mamie is gone, and Emmett Till was one of the many sacrifices. And even Dr. Martin Luther King, where he was gifted with a gift of motivation and inspiration, and there's many people with that gift that allow it to be perverted and used by the enemy to sweet-talk somebody to where they can now enter them into prostitution or human trafficking, my God, or they could get to the White House and do this or that, my God. But he allowed God to use his gift of gab, as the world would call it, to release a nation of people into their civil rights. He allowed God to use his gift. Edgar used God to use his gift. Mm -hmm. So many are allowing the enemy to pervert their gift. You're supposed to be a beautician, but now you're on here talking about you did this. What about God gifted your hands to do do that? You're supposed to be a, a nail specialist, but God gifted your hands to do that. You're supposed to be a preacher or a teacher. God gifted you to share that message. 
God gifted you to walk in the blessings of God. God gifted you for his purpose. God gifted you for his favor. God gifted you for the provision that he gives you to be charitable to others. God gifted you to be protected so you can get up this morning and share the word of God and share the prayers of God and share the destiny of God so that God could open and shut doors that nobody else could open and shut so that he can open up windows and close windows for the blessings to pour out so they could overtake you. God has opened up the portals. My, my, my. God has opened up the portals for you, for me. And that every room is to give him the glory and him the glory alone. God, our eternal, everlasting Father. God, the one who uh, says yes and who says no. God, the one that owns heaven and hell. God. The one that taught you your true value. Because knowing your true value can be a blessing and a dangerous thing in the hands of man, in the hands of yourself, in the hands of the devil. My God. You would be spending more time praying for one another interceding for one another instead of wasting God's given time to you to talk about the haters. There's scriptures. There's worship. There's charity. There's a sick and dying nation that God has assigned to you not to talk about the haters. Not to say you're going to get enough of me on here. Why would God and I get enough of you if you're sharing him? If I had a thousand tongues, I could not praise God enough. If I was in a million boardrooms and conference rooms and classrooms, I couldn't share God enough. I was telling God, I said, God, I've had my heart broken so many times, and yet I thought that everybody knew about it. But I see these other people that hearts are being broadcast all over the world, and we're talking about it. But we're not praying about it. To pray for God to mend their broken marriages. To pray for God to mend their broken hearts. Their emotional states of discord and struggle. We're wasting our time being agents of the devil. Because we don't understand the value in our time. We're sleeping on God. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. This world needs you. This world needs the voice that God has placed in you. 
This world needs the word that God has placed in your belly. Wake up. You're valuable. This dangerous gift, this blessing of value that's far more valuable than any ruby or pearl or gold and silver was just an example of how when the word in you is so valuable until you've got to find other strategies and tactics to release the word because the enemy wants to shut you up. We say we're on the world wide web. Guess what you are? Somebody's listening to you right now in another country, in another nation that even speaks another language, but God is translating it to them in their language. Somebody's going to be listening to you 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 years from now because of the value that God has placed on you. Many of us are listening to the messages from Dr. Martin Luther King and many others that have already transitioned off. But that word that God gave them is so valuable that it's preaching even now. That word that God prepared in you while you were growing up on the west side, the south side, the east side, the north side. Hmm. That word that God was preparing in you and still in you when you went through the many heartbreaks, when you went through the divorce, when you went for that particular procedure and they gave up on when you were a part of an organization that didn't understand your value until you would go, ah, that boardroom, that conference room, those employees, that because of the word that was in your family, even on your job, was valuable. Even in the classroom of life, was valuable. It was more than about your opinion. It was about your prayer life. Hmm. Your ability to tell God thank you for everything. Your ability to intercede and and stand in for your family. To be their propitiation in that situation. Your ability to listen to his very instructions. Your ability to yield and submit. Your ability to be a blessing. Yes, even in your old age. For knowing your true God-given value, 
can be a blessing in a very dangerous day. Because, see, it's dangerous to the devil. That's why he's trying to shut you down. Minister Sylvia, I turn the program back over to you. Minister Sylvia, are you still there? Hello. Once again, shows you the value of so many people. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Wow. Just one more thing. I can tell you the value of so many people that Minister Sylvia's prayer life and just her ability to host the program is so valued and so valuable until the enemy of our soul tried to shut her down. My, my, my. Mm-hmm. Minister Sylvia. Thank you, God. We thank you for that. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to recover, to come back and just say how important it is for us to know that as we go through this season, that Jesus Christ really is the season for us to be celebrated. As we know that the world tries to confidently convince us that there is no Jesus. They take you to to take the Christ off of Christmas and put the X. No, 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 no. Every time this program tries to come on and air, it's always something the enemy is trying to do to block it. Because, see, we don't just give you the word. We give you the word of God from the word of God. Not something like it, not kind of like it, but actual the word of God. We give you personal testimonies of things we know that God has done, not something made up or something heard, but the fact that God has been God for real in our lives. And we give you his for real word to let you get to know God for yourself and tell you the privileges of knowing God is so awesome. We are so glad we was able to join the woman of God on this morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. We will be back next Sunday morning to join the woman of God again so she can share with us what God has put in her spirit. I want to say I am so happy to be with you all on this Christmas Eve to hear this woman of God speak on today. If you come back tomorrow evening, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear our very own apostle. He's like, I didn't promote this woman of God. I'm sure she'll receive it. Evangelist um, Tony Montgomery and Minister Ron Montgomery, if you come back tomorrow, I would like to tell you all about Wednesday. Wisdom Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to come back and join us for our Wisdom Wednesday. And if you come back Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear what God has put on my heart to share with you all. Don't forget our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. 
But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We love you all with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. As we wait on God's 100% deliverance and healing, give the world our testimony about Jesus saves. Sunday through Saturday, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and the cost is free. All you have to pay is the choice of sacrifice of repentance. We love you with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. Woman of God, it's back in your hand. Remember, knowing your true God-given value is such a blessing, and it's so dangerous to the devil. Put on that whole armor of God and help God win the souls while he obliterates the very agenda of the devil. And it's all because of God within you. Bye-bye.